0: Welcome back to another episode of Driven by Cause. This episode is brought to you by Arriva and Maestrosoft, the thought leaders behind the industry's only completely integrated and fully automated cloud-based software for digital fundraising, donor relationship management, healthcare hospitality, and auction software platform. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Jay Fisk. Jay, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, David. As always, I'm glad to be here and I'm looking forward to today's episode.
0: Well, Jay, you're right. Today's going to be a great episode because we have an amazing guest. Erica Wastorp is the president of A Direct Solution, a consulting firm, and she is a certified master trainer, the Association of Fundraising Professionals. Erica is also the author of two books, Monthly Given, The Sleeping Giant, and Monthly Giving Made Easy. Thank you for being here today, Erica.
2: Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks, Jay and David.
0: Well, we're so happy you could be here with us today. So, Erica, why don't we just get started? And I know our listeners are very excited to hear from you. And uh, we got a lot of great comments already. Could you share with our listeners about some information about yourself and how you got started in the nonprofit industry?
2: Sure. Yeah, so I'm actually Dutch originally. And I'm celebrating 30 years in this country uh, this coming April. And uh, so I moved here from the Netherlands. I, I, when I was there, I was involved in direct mail, uh, nothing to do with fundraising, but I got trained by, by Reader's Digest, the, uh, the, the, the great direct mail company there mm-hmm. and loved, loved, loved direct mail uh, ever since I got involved with them. So I worked for publishing firms, worked in the su- subscriptions uh, in those days. And then when I moved to this country to marry an American, I uh, got involved with uh, fundraising and um, quickly I got involved with an international organization and they t- asked me to take on their monthly giving program they had actually started that program uh, in 1993 and it was brought to the states from Canada so uh, so they, they were really really gung-ho about monthly giving and then I, I was able to, uh, to really grow that program in uh, six countries so that was, and again, with my international background, that was that was a lot of fun. Then, after uh, this organization, I moved to an agency and got involved in direct mail, fundraising, and working with nonprofits on uh, on growing their monthly giving. and And then, in two thousand and ten, I was walking at this bookstore and I'm like, hey, there is no book on." monthly giving. Maybe I should write it. So that's when I, I wrote the first book. And and boy, things have changed, right? So that's why I wrote the second book, like, uh, you know, almost 10 years later, because so much has changed in, in monthly giving. But I'm totally passionate about it. I see the power. I've seen what it can do for organizations in keeping them uh, sustained, uh, no matter what happens during disasters, especially, right? So and The reality is we we have a lot of stuff going on around us. So so it's really important to have that sustainable revenue.
1: Well, we're thrilled that you're our guest today, Erica. And as a certified master trainer for the Association of Fundraising Professionals and president of your own consulting firm, A Direct Solution, in your many years of experience training nonprofit executives and professionals, what would you say is the most common struggle that you come across?
2: The common struggle is the balancing act between short term revenue and long term revenue. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to monthly giving sustainable revenue, it's all about long term, right? So, um, so if, if organizations just look at like, oh, you know, I just generated like 10 new monthly donors at $10 a month, they're going to say, that's nothing, right? But when you look at the fact that, you know, they're worth so much more money, they're going to stay with you for five more, five plus years, they're going to leave you in their will, you know, so that's when that long term uh, revenue uh, focus really, really becomes important. But that's, that's probably the biggest challenge I see. It's like they may want to focus on monthly giving, but then it's like, oh no, 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 we have to raise that one-time revenue now. So, yeah. so it's a yeah. constant, constant balance. Uh, to be honest, so.
1: Well, let's drill down into that a little bit. Uh, you're the author of Monthly Giving, The Sleeping Giant, and Monthly Giving Made Easy. Obviously, this is your, this is your sweet spot here. Uh, in these books, you discuss uh, ways in which nonprofit organizations can develop a sustainable. Recurring, uh, re- recurring giving program. So, what tips do you have for our listeners on the first steps towards building a monthly giving program, and why is recurring giving necessary for nonprofits today?
2: Yeah, so so let's start with the why first. Right? So, why is recurring uh, revenue important? Because you know, hey, we've seen it. We're you know we're. Starting to come out of a pandemic, right? So, uh, and all of a sudden, what happened during the pandemic, events stopped. Well, a lot of organizations are very dependent on events. Right. So now, what do we do now, right? So, uh, So, had they had ongoing recurring revenue that came in the door they wouldn't have to worry so much about yeah. you know what happens if if events stop right so so that's that's one so so again stuff happens disasters happen um you know so and you haven't we have no control over that as human beings right but we can you know ask our donors to consider a small monthly gift and mm-hmm. as such you know provide that ongoing revenue Um, So, so tips. Well, when I wrote the first book, um, there was online giving was actually just really starting. I mean, you know, people had websites, but there was not the tools that we see now to help organizations with their, with their online giving and their monthly giving specifically. And that has really changed in the last 10 years, every single tool, no matter which one, allows organizations to put a form on their website where they can direct people to go to and donors can decide if they want to make a one-time gift or a monthly gift yeah. right on that page. So the key is, you need to start driving people to go there. And, you know, again, if you're heavily male, dependent great user mailings ask for a monthly gift in that but also drive people to go online and again we're obviously seeing since the pandemic especially donors no matter what age are comfortable going online to give. right so driving them to go there is the key and and there are so many opportunities i mean the, the book monthly giving made easy you can literally just open a page and say you know put a stick in it and say hey I can do this I can add a button to an email newsletter I can add a button to the home page uh, I can you know like add a little line on my reply form there's so many so many options now Um, to drive donors to uh, to give monthly but you you just have to do it so so it's so that's the that's the key really um so you it, in essence organizations have no excuses they can't say oh my system can't handle it, because guess what your system can't handle it right so mm-hmm. so it's there's, there's no excuse not to do it the, the key is again you know short term versus long term um to give you an example organizations that you know most organizations send emails right and in every email why not have like a, you know, I call it the power of a tiny button. You can add like a, a, one or two lines that say, will you support lasting change or will you help the animals 12 months a year or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, and add a second button in every email. And you're going to get some monthly donors because you're doing that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and people are like, well, but is that going to impact my, my one-time gifts? And the reality is, it has not I have not seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen that donors, you know, when you give them the choice, they say, Oh, you know, yeah, that actually works better for me right now in my current situation. I can make a monthly gift because I want to help. And I think that's the key thing is that donors want to help.
1: Yeah. Can I ask they may co- not oh, be able
2: to write the big check right now.
1: Go ahead. Let me ask a follow-up question on that. Yeah. It, it occurs to me that if you're getting a monthly a monthly gift from someone. So uh, that's a, that's, a, that's obviously just a cash con- uh, contribution. It, 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 are, are companies uh, doing matches on monthly contributions? I know they'll do oh, matches. Yeah. If you make a one-time match or one-time gift, you can get a match. Uh, how many people are taking advantage of putting a little checkbox or something on their Website that says and my company will match. Are people doing that or are they not doing that? Oh
2: yeah, there's 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 you know like there's like uh, sometimes it's it's part of the follow up. Like if your company matches, uh, please make make sure that we have that information. But yes, companies yeah. absolutely match on monthly gifts as well. Uh, I see some companies that are actually like, you know, that organizations work with uh, companies or partners right. that then offer like, uh, okay, well, we will match the first 12 months of your, you know, like, uh, or, you know, or the first year or the first three months or, you know, many, many variables of that. But, um, but yes, uh, matches are totally possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I
1: find that with, with auctions, uh, with people RSVP to come to an auction, if they ask about the match, as part of the RSVP process, the rate of return on that match is dramatically higher than if they ask after the event. Uh, if you ask after the event, that's sort of old news, if you will. Yeah, 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 but if you ask as part of the RSVP process, then they go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to get this match. And so they kind mm-hmm. of come in with that. They're more likely to respond to the post-event paperwork to right. do the match. I'm imagine, I would assume it's similar when you yep. when you ask for the yep. match online versus waiting until they make the donation and yes. then ask
0: for the match. Yeah, yeah. And Jay, you know, Erica, you bring up a great point about online pages, right? I mean, I think that's, and everybody should have that accessibility today. If you don't have an online page, I'd be, first of all, surprised. Jay, I think to your point, which I think is also very important when you're giving and you're going to that online page and you, that every nonprofit, even if they don't have integration to like a double the donation, they should still have on that page a a section that says matching gift and it it just allowing that constituent, that donor to fill in the name of that company, even if the company has to go and do their own research. And if they don't have it, they should force their vendors Mm -hmm. to make sure that there's it's there because it's as much as it we overlook that sometimes you're right, Jay, it's a very, very important piece. I, I also think, Erica, to your point on the online, and we'll get into a little bit about the technology, is when you're thinking about online, you really want your constituents, your donors, never to leave that page in the sense of their website. Right. And I think this is something that's not necessarily new, but a lot of organizations, when they click on that donation page, a donor, they're being pushed off of that nonprofit's website. And they mm-hmm. should challenge their vendors on that, too. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing a lot of that, Erica?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we don't go into too much detail because a lot of times, like, organizations already have uh, a specific solution that they're working with. Um, and, and when it comes to recurring gift, you want to be a little careful transitioning uh or jumping around too much with uh with uh payment solutions and and software for uh for payment processing because it it can be a bear to do it so and I've worked with a couple of organizations on helping them uh helping them move because a lot of times you lose recurring gifts so um so so a lot of times like, if they already have a solution they're happy with for their one-time gifts um we just try to make sure that we're optimizing it for uh for recurring gifts but a lot of like what we do in monthly giving is is process right so and i think to your point is like a lot of organization may not necessarily even realize that they're leaving the website right so um so yeah and again asking uh, asking your partners to to prevent that is is uh is key. So Well,
0: I'll just add this. Yeah. I think when they don't leave your website, site engagement goes up. Yes. And and they're providing more information. But while we're on that subject, I would love to hear a little bit. Maybe you could share, you know, we talked about your training on the executives and 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 the organizations themselves, but based upon you know, the monthly giving program that we're talking about, is there a certain message that you would recommend or something that you could share from a marketing perspective to get those constituents to come to that page?
2: Right, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, so that's like, again, it's it's uh, just realizing that um, what organizations are doing in terms of their fundraising in general is, is tell a story, right? So they got to tell a story and explain the need, right? So get the donor to say, yes, I'm ready to help. And then you give them the option to help either with a one time gift, or help on an ongoing basis, right? So and I think that's where, um, you know, again, creating like, I, I would call it like I call them t- tiny stories or mini stories like saying okay what can you t- say in one line that is going to motivate the donor to consider a monthly gift uh and again you know help create lasting change for the animals could be a line like that right uh or help help on an ongoing basis or help on a sustainable basis, say it's an environmental organization. So, but looking at like having those one liners and then you can create a two liner, what more can you do? How, how can the donor make a difference? So put the donor in this, in the, in the solution provision, right? So the donor is a solution and say, you can help create lasting change with a monthly gift. Mm-hmm. those are those are just a couple of a uh, couple of examples so don't say I mean you know I, I just did a the chat um, GPT little uh, test and I was like okay write me a little note how would I promote monthly giving right and it's pretty cool what they come up with but it has all this generic stuff in it like support our mission and whatever and it's like well all right but the donor doesn't want to support our mission they want to help the animals right if you're right. talking about an animal charity or they want to feed the hungry or you know think, or they want to provide clean water to those who need who need it you know so so make sure that you you don't make it too general but be really really as specific as as possible so um so that's that's kind of the 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 key again every organization is different but but tell your stories as if you're asking for a one-time gift, but then change it to um, add this one line or a two-liners and say, how can you um, create lasting change? Or how can you help the animals on an ongoing basis? How can you do more? And how can you get, make your gift go further? And I think one of the things to remember is that monthly giving is not for everybody. So monthly giving is, I would not recommend that you start selling, you know, monthly giving to donors who are giving a thousand dollars or more. I would keep, keep what you're doing there to try to upgrade them to higher levels, right? Get the $2,500 check, the $5,000 check, things like that. Monthly giving is more for those, those donors that, that want to help. They may be on a fixed income. Um, you know, they they may be a little bit younger, um, they may have kids, you know, so um, but and they may very be, be very comfortable with subscriptions. So that's the target group, like those donors who are giving you less than $250. That's your target group for monthly giving. So by all means, you know, segment segment it out um if you if you possibly can. So um,
1: you you mentioned you mentioned uh, younger younger donors, and that sort yeah. of ties in with my question my next question is about technology. Yes, and It's unequivocally changed the nonprofit industry, and of course, the younger people are very comfortable with technology. Can you share some successful ways you've seen technology being implemented into monthly giving programs?
2: Yeah, so well, I mean one one way that you see more and more of is, for example, texting. Mm-hmm. So you can use texting to ask for a gift. You can use texting to say thank you for a gift. Uh, and again, you know, like that's that's definitely something that the the younger folks adopted that a little bit earlier than than us older people. <laughs> and, and I call myself a little bit older, you know, so I'm over sixty. So um, and then uh, it just you know again the the fact that you know younger people our kids, our grandkids, they grow up with technology, yeah. right? So yeah. they're not afraid of it. Um, as opposed to, you know, we're like, sometimes like, oh, what happens if I hit that button? You know, <laughs> so uh, is it going, you know, so so I think the, the just the ease of giving uh, with the technology, with, with all of these online pages uh, has really made a difference. Um, and I think the other piece is the banking. It, you know, like uh, younger donors are much more comfortable to bank online. Yeah. Or the bank on their phone, and again that makes it you know the next step to ask for a monthly gift is uh and then ask for a monthly gift on via bank is even you know easier right so um so yeah there it's it's just like the the subscriptions the the ease of doing it on their phone it's just like you got to get to them and and um ask them to help. And then they will, and monthly gifts may be just a way that they they can afford to do it. So,
1: I will tell you though, just a quick follow up: the the older generation, we call it the older generation. You yeah. and I, and you yeah. know, um, among among that older generation, I get pushback sometimes from nonprofits to say, "Well, we have a lot of older folks that are supporters, you know." And I don't know how comfortable they are using their cell phone, and I always just come back right back at them. and say, "How do you think they communicate with their kids and their grandkids?" You yeah. know they don't write they don't write letters back and forth because the grandkids don't write letters right. right. They take hey yep. grandma how you doing you know I'm yes. doing okay how are you so yep. I mean uh, I think the older yep. generation is becoming much more absolutely
2: now. Yes. and it's the younger
1: generation that's kind of pushing them into that because that's their yes. that's their primary method of yes. communication
2: yes
0: totally yep you know sort of staying on the combination of processes and technology I'd love to hear your thoughts on donor donor stewardship particularly still in regards to the monthly giving how have you seen it change or because i know you have both experience on the technology and the direct mail how should organizations put in place a process to thank their reoccurring donors and send them receipts and should it be different from the processes used for a one-time donor
2: yeah great great question so yeah yeah great question so you know i mean i would say that uh, again, when I started out in monthly giving uh, 30 years ago, it was very much, again, online didn't exist, right. So it was all about mail and phone. So sending letters, sending thank you letters, sending appeals and and, and making phone call- thank you phone calls was the way to go now and especially since since covid like so many more organizations have have become really creative in using the online and and social media to engage with their uh, with their donors and with their with their monthly donors as well uh, virtual town halls virtual tours you know things like that so there's a lot of different ways that organizations can steward their donors um without it costing an arm and a leg right and and again without it uh being being very comfortable cumbersome and and having to take a long time right and and I think again it doesn't have to be fancy i mean you know you can literally have somebody uh in the field that says i'm standing here you know with somebody who is just you know getting water in her home for the f- very first time or something like that right so and people are like wow this is cool and they're not saying wow this was like a terrible video no it was like a video from the heart right i think that's like what we've become really comfortable with and and um and and liking right so so i think the key with it is that the minute you know that somebody is a monthly donor You want to make sure that that person is flagged in the database and that that person is flagged in the email program uh and even you know that you have some way of like um tagging them in your social media so that way you can do something special but it doesn't have to be very different per se from what you're doing to your other donors so a lot of times i find like i and i should have worn this shirt like hold on let me overthink this (laughs) <laughs> okay. this is that's a common t-shirt that pretty much every nonprofit wears right like hold on let me overthink this and i'm all for like okay how can we simplify things right so right. if you're sending email newsletters by all means send an email newsletter to your monthly donors right the only difference i recommend is you say As a you know, monthly donor, or thanks for your ongoing monthly support. As a whatever the name of the program is, right? If you have a name of a program, and that's it a one or two line difference. So that way, the donor knows that you know that they're a monthly donor, right? That they're special, right? And you're probably doing that for if you're if you have a special major gift category or or club or something like that, you may be doing that as well. So, um, but you can basically do the same thing, right? And then uh, again, what, what are some other opportunities that you're sending out to your donors? Maybe if you have a major gift department, well, what if some of the things you're doing? You mentioned events. Well, invite the monthly donors to events. If you're a local organization, um, you can recognize those monthly donors by a special little star on their name tag or something if you're doing an in-person event. Uh, you know. So there's lots and lots of different ways that you can... Recognize your monthly donors without a lot of heavy lifting, right? Um. So keep keep it simple. Just say, "What am I already doing?" Hey, would that be something I could use to recognize this special monthly donor group, right? Um. And then you're like, "Oh yeah, I didn't know I did that." The other thing I uh, I always really like to say is repurpose, reuse, repurpose. If you have a thank you video that was done a year ago, and you know, and it's still valid, use it. The donors are not going to remember that you use it a lot, you know. So, um, especially if, they, if they're new donors or they've come in since a year ago, right? Um, you know, look back at an email that was really successful in telling how the donor made a difference. And then use that to say, well, you know, you made a difference to this little dog that came to our shelter, blah, 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 you know, so, um, so there's lots and lots of things that, that you don't have to always come up with the, the, the latest new thing, because it, it's exhausting, right? So you can't come up with all the time with new things. So use something that you may already have used three months ago. Sometimes people do videos for social media, but then they don't send it via email. Well. Why not send it out by email, right? Not everybody's on social media, right? So um, you know, there's a lot going on there, right? So, so I think that's th- those are just a couple of things that uh, that you can you can start by saying, what do I have that I can use to recognize my donors? What can I reuse for my monthly donors, and right. then map it out. Write it, write yeah. it down, okay? Because your system will generate the thank you message your system will generate your thank you email your system will probably you know generate your monthly email receipt but take a look and see can you update that can you customize that mm-hmm. right yeah. so then then you can you can always make sure that that gets customized for the uh, for the monthly donor uh, and then what else do you do? What, what can you, it's not like in the old days, it was like, oh, once they become a monthly donor, you can't touch them. You got to be really careful. Now it's like, yeah, they want to be engaged. Yeah. They want to hear from you. They want to, um, you know, you, they want to know that their gifts are making a difference. Mm-hmm. And by telling them how that happens, uh, that's, that's key. So,
0: yeah, I, I- love well, yeah. I- I, I love that you said all of those things because maybe we sometimes take that for granted about getting the automatic thank you, acknowledgement and receipt. And I think the systems today, if they're not doing this, Erica, should have the notification directly to the staff as well. Yes. So, you know, Jay gives that donation, whether it's a, a, a just a single donation or a reoccurring donation, that the staff gets that notification. And if they, at little best, from a best practices, pick up the phone and just say, thank yes. you. Yes, yes. So those are the little things. And I love that you're saying all of those things because all of those things, they're all little pieces that, that are so important, which really just, you're an amazing coach in fundraising and you really have a lot of passion for this. I know you, you we keep on hearing about stories, right? It, has there been like one story that you could share a, a real, a success story. Uh, that you've really that you've been part of, or recommended, or modified that you could share from to the audience about lessons that you've learned and how to put that one particular story, or meld a couple to, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. To their own work.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, that one of and- the when a uh, a couple of years ago there was a a small. Because again, you don't necessarily have to be big to start a monthly giving program, right? Because you have the tools, right? It's not like it's a huge investment anymore, right? So, um, so this was an organization, and they only had volunteers. They had like they have five hundred volunteers. They hadn't done too much in terms of like donor uh, donor acquisition yet, and they were a little hesitant to ask their volunteers for money. And it was a children's organization, and and um, and they. You know, they heard my spiel about monthly giving and they said, hey, how can we do that? And they actually had a board member who says, hey, I think this is a really good idea. We want to have sustainable revenue for this organization because we want to grow and we want to keep doing this. And they put up a $5,000 match. So the organization went out and they did an email to their volunteers asking um, that they were looking for 25 new monthly donors. And if they accomplish that goal, they would get that $5,000 match from this generous board member. Well, they sent out their email and they were like, well, we're not sure what we're going to get. They sent a follow up email and uh, and then a final reminder, hey, we're this close. And they ended up with 38 monthly donors with this one email campaign from their volunteers. Right. So uh, and of course, like once once they do it once, then they're like, "Okay, let's repeat this again. Right. You know, so I think that's it's the, the hurdle to get to that first one. So that was a great success story. Um, the other thing was, uh, again, and, and it's funny, you know, you probably have this, see this every every day as well. Like, if you write down your goals, you're going to work towards them, you're going to accomplish them, right? So, I started working with an organization, an environmental organization, and they had fifteen monthly donors. They had come in organically, and um, so then, you know, we looked at what they had done and what they could be doing. So one of the first things that they did was they added a button, give monthly, on their homepage. Mm -hmm. And then we added a button, give monthly, in every email and every e-news that they were sending out. And then we did a small summer match, they were celebrating their 35th anniversary, so we said our goal is 35 new monthly donors, and if we reach that, we're going to get 3,500 dollars. And again, they had found a donor who was uh, willing to help with th- with that match, right? Uh, again, and and but when we started working together, we said, "All right, let's. What's the goal?" So she said, "The client says, well, let's triple the number of monthly donors." So their goal was 45. Well. Hmm. We did we did some of these little tweaks that I just mentioned, right? And um at the end of the year, they were at hundred monthly donors. Mm-hmm. So they had more than, you know, doubled and tripled their original goal and, and eight times the initial number that they that they had started with, right? So So, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of expensive stuff. It wasn't very complicated, but it was just like saying, okay, I'm going to grow this number. I've got this goal and I'm going to go after it. And, and that's, that's how it happens, right? So it's, it's Uh. not like, oh yeah, it's January. Let me do my one campaign a year. No, like monthly giving is something that you really, you have to add it wherever you possibly can during the year right um because like anything sometimes people need to see it you know and and they're like oh yeah i saw it in the email newsletter and then finally like you know after a couple of times like yeah you know i want to help and let me ma- start my monthly gift right so um so it's a constant i call it the planting of the seeds right, right. so um because you know the best you know what the best time is to plant a tree <laughs> Uh, right it's you know like it's it's now right oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the best time to plant a tree is now right when you so want it to grow you want it to grow right so <laughs> yeah, you want yeah, to grow. exactly so
1: i i i love yeah. that you mentioned uh, the specific goal i a lot of times with my clients i'll ask them how much they want to try and raise they say as much as possible and i go yeah as much as possible is not a goal it's like you are going on vacation as far away as possible yeah, you yeah. know what, Right. You know, you're you're very specific about where you're going to go on vacation, right? How long you're going to go, and how you're going to get there. You you should be as specific. Hey, what your budget you know, is, yeah, yeah. You be as specific. I I will sometimes say to them, you know, uh, kind of facetiously, I'll say, if you don't know where you're going, any path will take you there, right? So be very specific. So I'm I'm, I'm very glad that you uh, you address that. We we've spoken a lot about about your work. I'm curious to know uh, what's something about you personally that might surprise our audience to find
2: out. Well, I mean, not I not everybody knows I'm Dutch. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I, you know, that's it. I I, I was like struggling with that question. hmm. (laughs) Uh, I mean, maybe that I speak five languages. So, uh, you know, that's like, obviously, like, as a Dutch person, you have to learn other languages, right? So and uh, I grew up in the south, near the German and Belgian borders. So as kids, we would, we would, watch German television. Sure. So yeah. it it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And, and I never forget, I was like again, I worked at this international organization and we would get German and, you know, other language um stuff and i could read obviously the and i i walk into my uh my boss's office and i said this is outrageous did you see this right and she's looking at this like yeah uh what does it say you know it's just kind of like funny so um so i think that you know like i speak five languages i love to travel and uh I play a little bit of golf, not very good, but I go straight. I don't go far. I go straight. That's that's so good. again, it's a constant, you know, chipping away at, at things. Right. So, yeah. so I think those are, those are probably a couple of things that people don't know about me. So. All
1: right. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing those.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Speaking five languages. Yeah. Truly amazing. Um, Not surprising, but truly amazing. Yeah. Um, We always like to finish our show by asking one question of you, Erica. What is something that we didn't ask you today that you wish we had?
2: Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, I think I I think the the question of like uh, once a donor becomes a monthly donor, can you ask them to upgrade?
1: Mm, uh, So
2: we didn't talk about that. Or can you ask them for an extra gift? And the answer that, is, yeah. yes, you can, wow. you can ask them for an upgrade, you can ask them for an extra gift. I mean, if we look at the the donor centric sustainer benchmarking six and a half percent of monthly donors make at least one extra gift a year and 12 percent of donors upgrades when asked. So if you don't ask for an extra gift or or for an upgrade, you're leaving money on the table, right? Uh Um, so but I mean and but it also depends on what's your communications plan, right? You don't wanna send every single appeal to your uh to your monthly donors, but you can probably send every email to your monthly donors as long as you recognize them as such. Right. So um, but take a look. I know sometimes people are like, well, I can't be asking them that. And it's like, say it's a match appeal. Right. Or or you have a special project appeal. Well, ask your donors um, if they want to help. And they may actually still be able to write a big check, too. Right. You know, you don't know unless you ask them. But but it's more like think about what would the donor be upset about if they if you hadn't asked them? Right. So because sometimes people are like, oh, I didn't know you're building this new thing or you've got you you needed money for this. Right. So it's like, oh, well, I didn't want to bother you. And it's like, well, I would have helped if you had asked me. Right. You know, so um, so so it's it's all about like don't assume things about donors, um, but ask them. And I think, you know, you you have the surveys that you can send out. There's there's just so many things that you can ask donors how often they would like to hear from you and how they would like to hear from you. And, you know, so, so use those tools. That is great. Yeah.
0: Erica, thanks. That was really fantastic. I'm glad we asked that last question that I I, I know our audience really, truly Mm -hmm. enjoyed that answer. And I think you just reinforced a lot of things that maybe they had some questions on and I really appreciate that. Uh, We'll be right back after this.
3: We are a team that has had an enduring influence on the nonprofit industry for more than three decades. We pride ourselves on developing and delivering technology with a purpose. Software born of a genuine understanding and passion for cause. We are relentlessly dedicated to our clients' success. We are with our clients for good. We are Arriva, tech with purpose, driven by cause. Ariba is the trusted advisor and market leader of fundraising, donor relationship management, and auction software and services. Exceed further, our evolutionary all-in-one digital fundraising and donor relationship management software is helping nonprofits worldwide further their mission, transform fundraising, and cultivate relationships with donors and constituents. Our Maestro Auction virtual, live, and silent auction software, text-to-bid, Virtual and mobile bidding software and text-to-fund text-based donation software are helping nonprofits raise billions of dollars through thousands of virtual fundraising events, charity auctions, and gateless. Visit Areva.com and reach out today and see how Areva can help your nonprofit organization go further.
0: Welcome back, everyone. All right, we're going, we're going to go into our next segment, Ask the Maestro.
1: Well, David, guess what? We have a very interesting question today. And the first one comes from Heather. And uh, she'd like to know Erica's thoughts on this. She says, how do we attract members and volunteers to become recurring
2: donors? Well, again, the, the, ask them, my store right? So you got to ask them, right? So, um, for example, if you are, when when somebody becomes a new member, do you have a welcome email series in place? So a lot of a lot of these systems now offer like automations, right? So can you send a thank you for becoming a new member and then uh in the second or third email you're asking them would you consider becoming a monthly donor now? Would you yes. consider a recurring gift? So so again, look at, you know, what are you sending them? where can you plant the seeds? If you're sending them a a mail package, like a welcome package for uh, becoming a new member in that you can have like a little buck slip uh, insert explaining the value of, of a monthly giving. And, and again, you will find that some donors will say, yeah, you know, that it's actually a great way to um, to become um, to become a more ongoing supporter. And if you look at like public television and public radio, they have really adopted, they're actually the early adopters of of monthly giving, believe it or not, in this country, they've become so successful, because they saw the power of of taking their members and asking them for an an ongoing gift.
1: Thank you. Great answer. We do appreciate that. So uh, this is the part of the show where we always uh, give uh, our audience a chance to ask the maestros So tune in next time for some more words of wisdom.
0: Thanks, Jay. Erica, it was a pleasure having you with us today. It was such a really a, an amazing treat. Thank you so much for all of your insight and advice to our listeners. I know they got a lot out of this.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. And, and if people want to check out my website, it's adirectsolution.com. Lots of great resources that uh, you can download to help you with your monthly giving program.
0: Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Um, it's really important. Please go to our website. It really is truly amazing. And while we're at it, let's make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button, not to miss out on any of the driven by cause. I also want to give a, a special shout out and thank you to our amazing sponsors, Ariva and Microsoft, for their support and allowing us to be here with all of you today. Thank you to all of you for our fantastic listeners. We hope you'll, you, you'll join us next time on Driven by Cause. Make it a great day.